All right, welcome everybody to Moscow Mules and Opslides. Uh, welcome back. This is our first podcast of 2021. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. I'm David, also the other host. Happy New the Year! Host. Welcome back. We're glad to be I, here. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a few weeks, but it's feel like a long few weeks. But anyways, our special guest this week is uh, Selena. Selena, how are you? Hey guys, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, uh, so I'm just gonna be clicking around here. I'm sorry. This is a slow start. We're we're, we're just you know, amateurs. it's like we're rookies again. <laughs> amateurs. I haven't done this in a while. If you it's don't been... like, it's like a muscle. You have to exercise it, right? Like if you don't, then it just you kind of come back slow and sore. And the I only, mean, at least that's that's what. The I only think. part of this that I was able to actually keep up with was the drinking part over break. So. <laughs> oh my god! I tried to do dry January. It lasted six days. Um, I, think it, I think it lasted six days for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good start. I, I would agree with you. It was probably like, like, I don't know. I didn't, I don't want to do the whole month dry because I don't know. I like beer too much. So you get to the point where you're just like, I, I think my body needs a reset after like Halloween and Thanksgiving and, you know, birthdays and Christmas, the holiday, the whole holiday season. You just need like a reset. I felt like I needed a bloat reset. So like six days was good. And then I'm just back at it. I'm right back on the wagon. <laughs> I mean, I tried sober October. I made it nine days, and then I realized that alcohol wasn't the problem of me losing weight. So I said, "Well, obviously, I'll start drinking again." <laughs> uh, but, anyways, if this is your first time listening, New Year, uh, I haven't done this in a while. But we just, you know, have drinks with cybersecurity professionals. Um, doesn't have to be uh, alcoholic, but you know, a lot of times it is. But sometimes some people drink, sometimes people don't. But as a special guest of the week, we like to kick it over to you, Selena. What are you drinking on this fine, fine evening? I am drinking Hamburg hard cider made with real New York state apples. Because uh, I'm, I'm up in New York for a few more days before I go back down to DC. And um, yeah, and I found the cider and I really like it. So Hamburg? I've been, Hamburg, Is yeah. Is it imported from Germany? No, it's New York. It's a, it's a New York um, brewing company in hamburg new york Where i didn't know there was a hamburg i didn't realize oh. it was named after the city of hamburg new york <laughs> the city i know like two cities in new york new york new york and corning new york and uh uh i guess you know buffalo yeah shout out to buffalo <laughs> and albany <laughs> shout out to albany the state and capital syracuse, syracuse is up there right syracuse oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's by yeah. hamburg i'm gonna have to google this real fast maybe and, uh, I, i'm still getting used to the east coast so I'm, you're not a, you're not an east coaster east coast no lane? no i'm not i'm i'm a west coaster actually i'm i'm a sun baby i was i'm from arizona originally and i love the heat and the sun and everything and then i lived in san francisco for like seven or eight years which not a lot of sun there um and then i moved to dc and uh yeah and now it's the winter time and i hate the winter i'm ready isn't, for it to be summer isn't again. the cold just awful isn't it's horrible the worst Oh, no. David's a, David's a lizard person too. It's seventy-two <laughs> degrees in my house, and I am still cold. My yes, seriously, yes, I'm the same exact way. My heat doesn't get above sixty-nine, and that's not a joke. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it doesn't. I don't set it any higher than that number. I start. I'm sweating. My fan is going in my office right now because I walked in after training, and I was like, "Is it like a thousand degrees in here? It feels like it." Your BJJ. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, I do. I've been doing my training. Uh, I, mean, I, I was supposed to, I, 
I've been trying to train because I'm trying to run an ultra in March. Just no. it's just a 50k mm-hmm. though. But um, I haven't. But it's like up here, it's like so cold. Like when I went running on last Saturday, I ran. I was trying to do like a half for like my long run or whatever. But it was like 13 degrees with like wind, and it was like felt like six. And I was like running outside in like three layers of clothing. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, this is so awful. So I cut it a few miles short, but yeah, I, I like- cut it a few miles short. So you stopped at like 13, uh, what? Like uh, 11. 12 and a half. 11, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, was you, terrible. It was horrible. Running's so hard and all, especially in like the wind, like when you get wind blowing at your, like into you in New York, I don't know, anywhere. No. anywhere anywhere is bad i like i like running in the hot weather and the heat and the sun just like yeah and actually just like being in the heat when i moved to dc everyone was like you're gonna hate the summer and i was like every every day i was up on my roof deck like working <laughs> i was like outside i was like 90 with 90 humidity i'm like yes <laughs> yeah. bring me more me. heat and less humidity <laughs> i don't care either way honestly you know kyle's over there being like you people are crazy i think kyle's sweating thinking about I, how i was how i was sweating thinking about running because like i only run if someone's chasing me and uh <laughs> like that's just not a thing i got my heart rate uh, up that's why i do jujitsu because like i'd rather fight it out let's fight like i'd just rather stay this fight you'd rather but, fight uh, than hug you don't want to hug it out well no i mean if it was a situation where i have to run or fight like, I, like i'll try to run but you know i'm out i'm just trying to be faster than the slowest that's all right that's all you gotta do right you don't have to be you don't have to be faster than the bear chasing you. you just have to be faster than the slowest person running from the bear. What if the bear wants a challenge though? Or you just like uh, some guys just like mm, nah he doesn't he doesn't look that great. I'm just gonna go for the next one. <laughs> Do you guys watch the Mandalorian at all? Yes, this is the way. I haven't seen the last episode though, so no. Spoilers. Okay, me either. So I, we everybody just started, dies. We just started this the, the second season. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, like you try to feed an animal the, the you know a different animal and it's like no i want a person don't don't, <laughs> don't feed me animals that's exactly what i just thought of just that guy that, that poor dude trying to run away and just the stand monster just gets him oh my gosh speaking oh you're so of, far oh man jeez speaking There's of so animals eating animals though that one about yoda eating stuff like oh i was really upset just I sucking was, the frogs in i was so upset i was like i was like no this is this is not baby the baby yoda i know this is a this is a creepy creature who is like He's snacking on children. What? I thought this was a Disney show. Like I was really <laughs> upset about it. I was like, no, I can't. Like I was like yelling at the TV. Like no, that was, baby, that, that no. Was a, a pretty graphic frog gargling. Uh, oh no, you're 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 that's you're that's later on. You haven't get to the other oh, point no. yet. Yeah. See. See. Oh, when he like sucks the, his he his snack. Like, I don't know. Baby Yoda's diet is just like, I don't understand it. It's bone broth. really confusing to me. It's definitely bone broth because he's bone broth and <laughs> frogs. frogs. Yeah, it's, it's like so gruesome. Well, I don't understand it. They're but, eating frogs, so they actually might kill people. So he might be doing people a favor. Think about it that way. Mm, I don't know. I yeah. So this actually, so Mandalorian is the first Star Wars. Okay, please, everyone, don't hate me. Um, is the first Star Wars that I've actually enjoyed and like really got into i'm not a star wars person um and i haven't seen them all so like oops but um but i'm like really into the mandalorian <laughs> like the mood the vibes the music the like 
weirdness, the gruff, like, this is the way. Like, I'm, <laughs> all of it. I'm super into it. Uh, I feel like the, the the force of the nerd rage in the podcast world is just like bubbling right now. I know. Just, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I mean, if we're I'm sharing, I'll share it. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. There. I got it off my chest. Oh, so that's okay. I feel like I lie I mean. every time I tell everybody I've seen it. I've seen like the epic scenes because, you know, you have YouTube and stuff. But but back to your drink, and I have inside baseball <laughs> knowledge, but for everybody else, is that like a sweet cider, a dry cider? Uh so I actually really like this. I don't like sweet ciders. This is a dry with like kind of like a tangy after an aftertaste, like an after mouth feel. I don't, <laughs> I'm clearly a connoisseur. Look at you. You're just um, like sommelieing <laughs> the cider. Can, is yeah. That, is that a uh, it's, yeah, it's like, but it's like kind of not super sweet, but tangy. There's a little, it's a little bit bitter. So it's good though. And it's like only 200 calories. So not that, I don't know if that's a lot or a little, but. If I'm giving the description of the drink. Oh, that's good. I think that's a solid amount for a Do drink. Do you typically drink ciders? Is that your kind of, your go-to? No, no, I don't actually drink ciders. Usually, well. I heard about sangria today. Oh my God. I can't believe Casey remember. Okay. I can't believe you remember that because apparently one of my colleagues, we went to a bar and he, I was dancing and no one else was dancing, which to be fair, I'm always dancing at bars anywhere there's music, but he remembered what I was drinking. I was like, how did you remember that? I didn't even remember that. Like the secret menu sangria. I was like, what? I mean, they, they don't tell him, I mean, his Twitter handle's uh, drunk binary. They don't say that. <laughs> like, what? I mean. But the thing is, is I don't usually drink sangria, so... I, I'm, I, I enjoy some wine, but actually, so my husband for Christmas got a book of like baby's first cocktails because we're trying to like become adults um, because, you know, my drink of choice is like a vodka soda or like champagne. I'm super basic um, and uh, or like just wine, whatever. Rosé. I like rosé. I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, sue me. Rosé um, all day. Rosé all day. And, um, and yeah, but so he got this like cocked, this like baby's first cocktail, which is just like one-to-one -one ingredient list. And then the next one is like two or like, so it's like two ingredient, three ingredient, four ingredient cocktails. Um, and so I got some gin recently and like learned to make martini, um, which was terrible. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're done, we're through the first recipe. Um, so, it's, so it's going really well. So it's going great. You got to try it. I mean, how do you know you like it if you don't, you know, give it yeah, a Yeah, I mean, we're, I'll, I'll still drink the martinis. Um, I'll, oh, just, yeah. But I mean, like, what I got this whole bottle of gin. Like, I got to finish it. Um, but yeah, so we're, like, slowly making our... And I was like, oh, bitters. And I was like, are bitters actually bitter? Like, I don't know. So... Um, were they? And then, uh, how, yeah. how did you find the bitters? I they I don't know they just they just add flavor I guess just they're okay thing. Yeah. they're just they're just cool but I want to be like I don't know I feel like I need to become like a bourbon person or oh yeah like some like because I I don't I'm not really like a bourbon person you know what I do love is tequila actually um good I like tequila yeah yeah that's so, something I never got into yet there's yeah. still time there's always time you'll there's grow up time. <laughs> I'm just getting bourbons man just leave me alone. <laughs> So on, on to you, David, what are you? Oh man. So, uh, I, I can see you're shaking over there. So, I just oh yeah. I forgot my shower beer. You're talking about prep, uh, prepping for the show and how we haven't done this in a while. Like I, I didn't shower. Dropped the ball. Just didn't even pregame. I got a crowler of beer. Uh, a crowler is basically like you go to the brewery and they fill a can, but it's like bigger than a can. 
it's like a half a growler Crowler. Uh, three, three crowler three beers worth like, I yeah think. like yeah yeah that's about three beers worth <laughs> did you hold it up ounces? to your head i did <laughs> it's about your head. head it's about a head size um <laughs> and this is from the answer in richmond virginia all right i have one um a friend you your hands on that a friend gave me one okay <laughs> <laughs> a friend gave this to me uh the this mail. Is, no <laughs> nothing to do with the mail uh, Imperial three scoops, passion fruit, mango, and peach. I don't know what this like is supposed to taste like. Yeah, basically it's supposed to be ice cream. And I'm gonna wow. dump that into the. Uh, I don't think I, I drank like out of this last year. The uh, Moscow Mules and Upsides concept glass that Dreddy did. So. And uh, yeah, spoiler alert, Selena. Everybody gets a new glass. We oh. have glasses that'll be going out, so you'll get a glass here from us. Yeah. Yeah. They're, gonna they're gonna be white though. So. They're so cute. Yeah. No, they're black. Oh, then I, I don't have the original. I have I have the one. Sorry. You have the this one. This is the one. Rats. The other, yeah, you're right. The white one. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. It's a, it's a fine vessel for drinking beers. That's right. Is this the first Ice version? Ice cream beers. But we'll get a... Is this like a stout you're no, drinking? It's, it's, like, it's like a whip or like a sour. Like a, Okay. What do they call imperial, right? It looks like a smoothie. Uh, imperial three scoops? I don't know. Yeah, those ones are probably like straight like a smoothie. Oh yeah, it's really peachy, <laughs> like mangoey. It's it's heavy, and this is right up my alley. I love this stuff. Very good. On to you, Kyle. Sorry, I'm gonna lick my can. Lick your can. <laughs> so I went to the breweries and picked up some stuff because you can still buy and pick up. But I figured I was we were out and about. I went to Hitchhiker, but I haven't been to Dancing Gnome in a while, so it's a local one. And I saw this one, I was like, oh, I'll just grab it as well because I had one I really liked, but this one I was like, up. Oh, it's called Pounce. And I was like, oh, I'll try it out. It's like American IPA. Uh, it had some great ratings. Most of, obviously, the Dancing Gnome beers are like 4.0 or higher on um, uh, Untapped. But I got this glass recently. Poor uh, character has been doing it. This is the second release of their Wu-Tang glasses. This one is <laughs> Wu-Tang is forever on one side, and then it's the cream with the uh, Monopoly money man and says, get get the money. So this is version two of the glass. But, you know, Wu-Tang is for the children. Wu Tang forever. Did that ship fast? Because I think that didn't that just come out like last week? Yeah, I, I think last Saturday. FedEx it or like overnight. I, I just paid for regular. I don't pay for anything. But spoiler, I've already had this, and I, this is this is really good. I I actually think this would be the best IPA to give someone who doesn't like IPAs who's trying to transition to like liking IPAs because it's not super danky. It's not super like stinky. It's nice and smooth. Danky. Yes. So yeah. They, it's like danky as in yeah like weed like like weed okay like weed because yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I, I don't drink i don't drink beer really actually unless it's yeah. like the only H- thing hops are cousins of uh marijuana i did not know that today yeah. i learned wow yeah some of them will really smell like yeah they'll smell like you're like hmm, am i drinking something that's legal <laughs> oh yeah there's one well, called the Hemperer out of uh new belgium brewing and it, it basically smells like you are just ingesting marijuana. It's just the like the stinkiest beer. I can't name one that's that's worse than that. I mean, not worse than like, but but like as far as that threshold of like, I think I could fail a drug test if I drink this beer. Like that's the one for me where I'm like, I, I don't know if I even want to do that. <laughs> well, I feel like they must make them with weed, right? Like I don't know. I was at a bar in San Francisco and they had like 
I'm sure they do. Marijuana margaritas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could like buy the like canned like weed beer. That would be weird. But you could. So there's a, a brewery in Maryland, Flying Dog, that was working with, um, I think, the University of Maryland and the health department on brewing a weed beer, like an actual to sell in the dispensaries. I don't know how far that's gotten. Let's call it dank. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. That's yeah. Dankopotamus. Flying dog. I'll just type it in flying dog dank beer and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so is that so your imperial your one? Oh, it's good. So you it's, so yeah. if you so, so you're not a big beer drinker, you might like these like smoothie sours, you know, like that. Like yeah. they're, they're, I think anybody likes them. There's some we have uh, there's some really good ones in our area that make some really uh, great ones. As a matter of fact, I'm picking them one up this weekend called Puffed. It's like marshmallow, raspberry. What's that one from Cellarworks? Uh, yeah, strawberry, banana, uh, raspberry, and marshmallows. Yeah. What? Marshmallows are like the hot new sour flavor. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but it's not a sour thing. So as part of my uh, like attempt to become an adult and like a cocktail or like you know a a person who like knows what they're drinking besides vodka sodas um i should look into sour beers and try to understand the trend of additives to uh various drinks and liquors it's a like, crazy, oh. like like it's been a, it's been a real weird like three years for like sour beers because it was used to be just like a true sour beer like a belgian sour where like there's not like anything super fruity in it. and then it just turned into like this big fruit craze like people are just like dumping dumping in it in just it, anything it's just whatever you, you can get your hands on it goes in and then it was like pies so like like they'll have a lot of brown sugar in them uh, and cinnamon to kind of like give you a pie flavor like a pie crust flavor oh it's amazing now, for whatever reason oh, yeah. like marshmallows marshmallows are like the next thing so but the also the other anyway. great thing is they're like seven percent or higher a lot of these so you get like mm. your bang for your buck too you know i mean it's not your 4.3 <laughs> your great fruit's expensive so you know they gotta they gotta mark it up a little bit but yeah they'll, they'll make sure they come in with a good abv and get you buzzed up so no, enough about beer so full disclosure I, sling, sling, really I mean sorry. we can talk about beer <laughs> i won't have very much to add to the conversation i'm so sorry you guys but no, I'll, I'll just, I'll, i can talk about my cider <laughs> you talk about, um but you know more about you selena so i full disclosure selena and i work together now and i was like hey perfect guest to bring on for the first of the new year but like do you want to like, let's go back in time and tell us how you got to where you got now. I mean, obviously, again, I know your background, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's kind of unique. You know, it was one of those unique uh, backgrounds. Yeah, I think it's pretty fun. And actually it's interesting because I used to think that my background, and I'll tell you about it in just a second, but I used to think that like, oh, I'm, you know, I used to kind of think down on myself and have like crazy imposter syndrome and be like, I don't, you know, like I'm not as cool or good as like people working in InfoSec, but then I became more aware of like embracing and being proud of my background that is not necessarily like computer science or like, you know, building computers since I was like four or whatever. Um, So I, well, yeah. So to that point, when I was growing up, I like didn't want to do anything with computers. Like I wasn't like a like a tech person at all and then I went to journalism school I was a writer so I went to J school um and then was a journalist for a while and then I when I was in San Francisco like I said I lived there for like seven or eight years and I was a technology and cybersecurity reporter 
Um, so I kind of saw this transition from, you know, kind of consumer tech being this kind of hot, new, interesting thing to kind of being like, oh, wait, it can overthrow democracy. Um, so that, <laughs> that was like a kind of an interesting um, journey. And then I, in 2018, um, I was a cybersecurity reporter at CNN and kind of decided that I wanted to go into threat intelligence, kind of look more, switch to the private sector. Um, I love journalism. I think journalism is really, really important. Um, it's a hugely important cornerstone of, you know, democracy, society and everything. Um, but it just wasn't really uh, doing it for me anymore. And so then I went into threat intelligence and here I am. Um, well, how, so how did, how did you pick like electronics or like what, whatever you were into, into at the beginning, like was that kind of just like by accident or? Yes, a hundred percent by really? accident. Yeah. So I went, so actually um, before when I was still in school, I was working um, in doing uh, working in a nonprofit, so economic development nonprofit in Arizona. Um, so kind of like working with small businesses, doing economic development nonprofit work, um, kind of very community focused. And I thought that I might kind of want to get into that. And then um, uh, I got a boyfriend who moved to San Francisco and I moved along with him. And um, I was looking for a job because I didn't have one. And I was like, okay. And I was just applying to like every writing job possible. And I, and uh, weirdly enough I think I blogged about this once but I like went on Twitter and just started like messaging people in San Francisco being like hey like I'm new here do you want to hang out with me what, and, <laughs> what um, did you did your parents tell you not to do that look the thing is no uh, <laughs> oh my goodness but, so I would just like find people who worked it who are like you know worked in media and mostly in tech like tech media because they were all the people on Twitter so I was just like hit them up and then actually I uh, met up with a couple of guys and they were like oh yeah like come meet up with us you know here at this place which I thought was a coffee shop turned out to be a tattoo parlor so this guy was wait, getting a wait, wait 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 <laughs> did you walk up at the front door and you're like wait a minute yes 100%, 100%. <laughs> what was it called like <laughs> I, I can't that remember. You thought it was like oh, a coffee shop. It was like, like black was something. The drip. The drip. Right, right. Honestly, I, I don't know. I didn't look it up before beforehand because I was like, okay, this is obviously, like it was a name that was like coffee, coffee something. It was like, I thought it was coffee. It didn't say coffee shop, but it was like, I don't know, black cup or something that was like, uh -huh. you know, like whatever. It sounded like a coffee shop. And then I got there and I was just like, what the fuck? Um, and I like, thought I went to the wrong place and I just like kind of like and I'd never met these people before and I was so awkward and I was like oh my god and then I like I, I like went inside and I was like I'm supposed to be meeting my friends here and they're like oh yeah they're in this room so they're like in a private room watching like Dawn of the Dead like the original one and then some guy was getting a tattoo and then his friend was just like sitting there and um and so I was just like hanging out with them. And then that's how I got uh, into, uh, I began freelancing for uh, various technology news media publications. Um, and then after that, actually, we ended up going, uh, meeting up with another friend got, who got an Uber. And at this point, Uber, I feel like was still kind of new. And so it was like an Uber limo. Um, 
I remember those days. <laughs> it was. It was. I remember actually... those days. It was all like black cars. I like because San Francisco and DC and like New York City were like one of the first. I was in DC at the time, and every time you got an Uber, it was like you got picked yeah. up in like this nice like Escalade. Like they're all private drivers who were like in between jobs. And stuff. yeah, it was like so bougie. And so they're like, so we went from the tattoo parlor to this like bar, met up with another editor, and we had to like climb through the window of the bar for some reason because it was like, <laughs> I think it was like a strip club by night, but like a polkish place by day and so it was like this polka thing but i had to like climb it through like a window i don't know it was really weird anyway this is a and hell that's of a, a day already <laughs> it was like the craziest day i ever had like truly <laughs> this, I shit, like... this shit only happens in california this would, this would, this would not have happened in like des moines iowa <laughs> no hey man meet Honestly, me at the cornfield yeah. <laughs> yeah and it would actually like be a cornfield and not like i don't know some a dentist or something yeah, like what the fuck field. so yeah i like yeah so anyway it was it was very strange but then at the end of the day a i was very drunk um and b i was like i love san francisco <laughs> like oh my god um so yeah so then that's how i got into into um freelancing and then i was like trying to interview for like a full-time job and i go into um i had a, the editor of the of read right at the time um he like was asking me like okay well you know I, I assume you don't have very much experience in technology writing and blah 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 because I was like a news writer and uh I was like well I was like I'm a news writer and in San Francisco technology is the news um that's, Damn. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I got the job and then um yeah and so I was like I, I covered like security and consumer tech um for a while there but yeah and then the rest is like histories as they say do you, do but, you have like one favorite uh story that that you had covered during that time actually so i have a so i have a couple so before there was not a whole lot of coverage on diversity in tech um and a couple of the stories that i wrote at ReadWrite, which was when i was still like pretty early on in my career was like um there were no women speakers at Apple's keynote at WWDC. Um, they didn't have any female speakers. Um, Satya Nandela gave a talk at um, a Grace Hopper conference being like, women shouldn't ask for raises. It was like really strange, like the way that it was being discussed and talked about. So I wrote about that. Um, but there were a number of, of things that, that were at the time, like I felt like they were pretty undercovered in terms of like diversity and inclusion in um, and it was at the time when, um, uh, I don't know if you guys even remember this, but um, Julianne Horvath at GitHub was like treated really badly. And like, there was like a big scandal um, about like sexism and tech and that kind of like kickstarted mm -hmm. a lot of the coverage and whatnot. Um, and so I was pretty proud of, of kind of being able, like at, at the time, actually um, in that time too, I was the only reporter from San Francisco at the Grace Hopper conference, which I thought was crazy. Um, and which is like a women in tech conference for people. Yes. Right. For people who aren't familiar, it's like a women in yeah. technology conference. And, um, and yeah, I was like the only one there and like the only one like covering this. I was like, from where the is everyone? Bay area. Like that's it. Like it was just, it was, well, it wasn't in the Bay area. It was just San Francisco proper. It was, in, so it was it's Houston, right? Or Houston. I can't remember where it was. It was, it was somewhere in this, it was like either Phoenix or, or it might've been Texas when I, when it happened, but cause they have it like a different location Ooh, every year. But the it conference. was warm. Yeah, somewhere warm, somewhere warm and sunny. It must have been Phoenix, but um, but yeah. And I was just like, where is everybody? Um, and so that I, and then the next year at the Grace Hopper Conference, like tons of people were there, uh, like reporters, which was great. Um, 
Do you feel so, like they, they may have like hopefully checked out your article during that time and like maybe gotten a clue or like there was a little bit more visibility like through Twitter or like someone pumped the story somewhere or like I mean I hope so. Yeah, like that yeah. got a lot of that'd be, that'd be awesome. Attention. That's like a that's a nice little like but but yeah, but it was kind of funny though, because like I like was interested in a lot of things and you know, covered technical concepts. Um, but most people knew me for like diversity and technology. Um, which should be very something that I care very, very deeply about. Um, I've talked to Kyle about this, he knows. Um, but I like do not shy away from calling out issues in InfoSec and like, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll speak up at conferences, I'll like, like Q&A sessions, whatever. Like, I think that, you know, there's a lot, uh, a lot that we need to do better. Um, yeah, we're a, we're a long way away, but, <laughs> yeah. but like, it's a good, I mean, it's a, we're, I think it's better than what it was. And that for sure, for sure. I think it's, you know, it's things that you've done along the way and others have like piggybacked on and expanded upon and things like that, that have hopefully paved the way. I don't know. It's, yeah, there's still I mean, some stuff every time it happens. You're like, God damn it. You know? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, even like, cause I mean, obviously like, you know, sexism, racism, and infosec is like gigantic problem. But I also think, um, which is like, and this is not to say that this is equal or, or anything, but another thing that in the diversity sort of category is this like diversity of like backgrounds. And a lot of people were actually talking about this at the SANS um, CTI summit last week uh, about, you know, the sort of um, changing the narrative of like quote unquote soft skills um, to call them more like core skills because you know, I, in a lot of ways, it's still looked down on if you don't have, you're, you're not considered quote unquote technical. Um, and like, there's, I, I think that a lot of people in their minds have this kind of like expectation or whatever about, you know, uh, uh, guys, mostly guys um, who are, you know, very technical, like the sort of like infosec rock star sort of men like mentality and everything and kind of like, you know, look down their noses at people who are like me, who have a background in like more communications focus, like writing this sort of core skill uh, piece. And um, I said, I mean, I said this at the conference too, but one of the things I thought was really interesting recently was someone was tweeting about like, oh, uh, what is a skill that you have that's like dead? Uh, like what's something that you can do that's not useful anymore? I was like COBOL programming, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like hole punching IBM mainframes, like these sort of like dead techno, like technical skills. And like, from my perspective, everything that I you know, kind of focus on or like I'm experienced in is, you know, writing, right? The communication. And that's something that's not going to die. That is applicable across decades. It's applicable across industries. It's not, you know, I, and it's cool, right? Like to have some fun, funky, obscure, technical sort of like dead language, right? That you can like mm -hmm. program in, like that's cool. But on the flip side of it, like, okay, who has a skill, like who out there has, you know, a skill that is always relevant, that has, you know, a, a shelf life of forever. Um, and so for me, that's kind of, you know, I, I, I like to think about that and like put it in to kind of think of like, you know, hard skills versus soft skills, right? Or like, which totally changing the narrative to like core skills, not soft skills. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, all of the work that's being done by you know, very technical people, in order for people to take action on it, to implement it, to understand it, you have to have that communication piece, right? Um, which is like, you know, I, I, I do consider myself technical, but I also kind of feel like I am the communications piece, you know, at Dragos, for instance, I work with Kyle, right? Like, um, so that, so, so for me, 
hopefully the infosec industry kind of embraces that and begins to realize that sort of value um, and kind of, you know, thinks about getting people from different places and backgrounds and whatever. Um, so yeah, long rant, I mean, but no, no, no I mean, that, I mean, I'm going to jump in real quick. I agree hundred percent. I think it's something, I mean, David and I both teach and, and Dina teaches my wife and Selena knows my wife through another, you know, avenues of stuff. But like, I think we all harp on like, anytime I students are like, Oh, you know, what do I need to learn? I'm like communication. If you cannot communicate any type of thing to every audience, you're never going to get anywhere. And like, you know, given our, you know, our even process of like going through reviews, like, you know, having your <laughs> reports lined by Ryan Red and things like that. And that, but it's, you know, you just need to learn how to communicate not only just generally, but when you go work somewhere else, which I'm finding, you know, switching jobs is that you need to be able to communicate how that organization communicates as well. And that yeah. like, even that, you know, you have to eat some of your humble pie, right? You have to be able to be like, you know, I don't know everything and then I need to relearn it. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. uh, what's expected and things like that but absolutely like not even just writing but even just to be able to like convert you know have conversation with people right like not everybody can sit in a podcast everybody wants to be in a podcast everybody wants to be invited to every podcast like i, I don't want even want to be here kyle hold on a minute <laughs> that's right <laughs> i tried to not like, be here for two years <laughs> you know you just need to be able to have like a, even sometimes a general conversation and like i think obviously this is something we've talked about a thousand times on the podcast but like when you're at these conferences it's not to me it's not about always going to the talks it's just a, that meeting someone in the lobby and having that great conversation maybe about their talk or something like that afterwards right so mm -hmm. there was the, you you would talk touched on it real fast but um the i i don't know if i kind of took this for granted last year as a as a first year teacher at carnegie mellon but having the students that I had, we, we asked them to write like multiple times. They had to have multiple reports. And I don't know if they hadn't had a tech writing course. I had three uh, in college and in high school. Like I was, I feel like I was better prepared as a writer because of those courses and because of communicator, because I'd had these courses, I'd had public speaking multiple times. But when I, when we asked them to hand us a report on their malware that we had given them, the, the disparity between like terrible and really good was just the gap it's it's an un uh unexplainable gap and i don't know if we need to like spend a lecture on that sort of like you here's how you write a good report here are some things that we can do and maybe selena can help us this year it's it's nice that you're just showing up at this point in my life maybe you can come in <laughs> maybe you can give us some tips whatever but like you are you are dead on with with having that sort of skill is is huge for this sort of field like you need to be able to write your findings down and like walk somebody through and tell the story of you know why this all matters to somebody else so that there can be an action taken at the end of it mm -hmm. uh, i'm i'm 100 in agreement so you know thanks thanks for you know filling that sort of gap and and bringing that into the show um yeah i don't think we've talked about communication to that level no i don't think we have i mean we probably touched on it but like no i mean it's it's just one of those things it's that like and i and I, i'm glad the field is shifting a little bit you know, and like, uh, Selena, you're way more involved. I mean, we're three weeks in, you're already given two talks at some of the top conferences in the world. Right? <laughs> so like, the, it's just amazing on that front. But like, just that, I hope it's shifting because it's, you know, I still have semi chips on my shoulder from when people tell me, well, you can't do this because you don't have this background. Right. And I'm, you know, consider myself a technical person. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. we used to work with a guy and I always say, you know, fuck that guy, you know, for telling me <laughs> I can't do something. What was I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. 
I no, I was I was just gonna say. Oh my god, I just burped. Okay, you can delete that from the podcast. Actually, leave it in. Leave it in the I podcast. Th- I don't think I heard it at all. So I think it was- um, no, but like that that whole idea of like, well, you can't do X because you don't have a computer science background. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I heard I've heard that in my life. Um, so many times. And I, I, uh, I, even even just on this podcast, we've talked about so many people that weren't even in you know that weren't a CE or a CS major or even in like IT. They just like started you know doing something else, and then we're like, oh hey, this is something I really like. I'm gonna go learn how to do it, mm-hmm. or like I'm going to use my skills that I have right now to just you know like you said, just fill some sort of gap area, and then just like I'm going to grow my career from here from this point. And you can yeah. do it. Like you don't have to be an infosec rock star. Yeah. Well, and so I was actually, I was talking about this with my brother because my brother um, has had like a crazy life um, and he's a machinist at a factory. He doesn't have a degree right now. And um, we obviously at Dragos, we focus on industrial cybersecurity and I have been trying to convince him like, and been working with him. We got him a, a laptop for Christmas and I've been, you know, trying to work with him on learning sort of uh, security and like look, looking into getting a job in cybersecurity like okay like should you consider various trainings like what is the value of certifications like how you know and I, I I'm really excited actually so SANS is doing a sort of like new to cybersecurity conference um that's free in April I think and so I sent it to him because he's kind of at that point where he's like realizing like wait a second like I don't need necessarily this x degree to do this because I think you know a lot of people get very overwhelmed when you know, they think about wanting to come in this field, which is like, you know, generally a well-paying job. You have decent flexibility, you know, you can support a family, um, whatever. And like, but you see people are like cybersecurity or whatever, or like this, like computer science background, engin- like engin- computer engineering, like all this stuff. And so I think, you know, people like him get kind of intimidated. Like I can't do this, but I'm like, you have a skill that like a lot of ICS cybersecurity people don't and that you work on a plant floor. <laughs> like you like program HMIs, like you're working, like, you know, you're, you're actually like doing the, the sort of OT function that a lot of people, you know, on the IT security side of your, your organization uh-huh. or like any organization, like don't have that experience. So, and, and I was like, and it's easy to learn the other stuff. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and it's just that like thinking of like a different background, like what can my background bring to a role? Uh, in this sort of industry. So I'm like a little, I'm like a little evangelist for like <laughs> extending our tentacles and like bringing in lots of people. Like, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I just want to read good reports. I don't want to read bad reports. I mean, just to, you know, p- pivot off of what you're, you're preaching about. You're like, I've seen so much just garbage, right? Just <laughs> like, why can't you tell me? It's like, I, I don't think I have great reading comprehension at this point in my life, but I'm better than average and it's still not good enough sometimes. Like, I'm like, I have no idea what I just read. Kyle, I need a TLDR. Help me just. Well, so I actually, I, that's exactly what I talked about in my talk at hands. Actually, I feel like I'm just like repeating myself. I'm very sorry. I need to like, like, I need to give you guys some new content, some fresh, some fresh content here. Um, but like, what are, what we can the, pivot. What do you what do you do now? Like, you don't, we don't have to talk about the past forever. Like, well, no, I was gonna say one of the most important things is like I included it in my thing was like like right for like an eighth grade reading level is like essentially you know what you're taught as a journalist. And I like mentioned like the explain like I'm five subreddit as being like I fucking love that subreddit. Like I go on there and I'm just like okay this like weird complicated chemical thing like explain it to me or like I don't know this weird philosophy like. 
thing that I would never actually think of in this. Some like philosopher is going to explain it to me like I'm five years old. Like, I wasn't and that, even like Jeff Foxworthy told me I wasn't even smarter than a fifth grader. Like, I, I don't know if I can really write to eighth grade sometimes. <laughs> that's no, that's the, that's the thing though. Like, you got to like write for the audience. Like, don't assume your audience is like, like you and uh-huh. understands everything that you say and that's and that's hard you know especially as i've had my one of my first reports like reviewed publicly internally right like you're just like what audience am i writing for and like how do i know and like i'm just gonna make an assumption here that's not the most technical person you know i'm gonna have to describe some things but yeah it's definitely i mean as someone who's written a lot of things it's still like you have to be also willing to like keep learning you know what i mean and i think expand yeah. on there mm-hmm. like i'm yes like it's it's not like that's one of those things that like it never can stop and like and i you know and we were talking about certifications like we've talked about this before how i've gone through a cycle now that like i think certifications are, are better for people than what they were because i think it one it does it just gives you that extra boost right and if that's what it does it for you that's all that matters right and like that gives you that uh, that uh, excitement to keep doing something and that achievement and i think that's what matters at times like it's because you yes. see a lot of times that like people are like even you know because i think you know the re- there are a lot of the uh certifications have revamped their te- you know stuff where not everybody can take it now right and i you know, i know people have shed on you know cissp and things like that but if that's something you really want to do and that's what you want to put on your resume like i highly encourage it now right like so, you know, do you do you what makes you feel yeah. happy because it's the achievement that sometimes is all you need to then excel you into a different path that you never thought you could be on 100 i totally agree and also can i just tell you guys one of my like biggest pet peeves yes when very successful <laughs> people who work in this industry who have great jobs tell other people that they don't need certification or they don't need a certain job title or they don't like or like t- job titles don't matter or you don't need this certification or like oh no like you can do x y and z because i did x y and z it's like drives me crazy because like i'm gonna be honest i'm like, interested in this take Let's no <laughs> so okay so like so many certifications to kyle's point a it gives you something to like work towards and something to achieve but beyond that b like when we're talking about like infosec and like the community is so much bigger than Twitter, like so many people, like there's so many jobs out there that are like the hiring manager is looking for a certification Mm -hmm. and like, they don't know that like this particular certification might be shit, but they're going to hire you because you know, you have that certification. And I think that, yeah, you check a box. And it's just like, when you're early on in your career, or even when you're like not early on in your career, but you're not like, you know, like some big personality, like, you know, having those things by your name and like saying like, okay, like here is the roadmap of my achievements. Here are the boxes that I check for you is like super valuable, I think. And I think that we get so much in our heads. And I think that people don't really think about where they are when it comes to their own privileges or their own like experiences. And they kind of like apply their own uh, experiences to other people and don't think about like, you know, the different hurdles that other people have to go through. So for mm-hmm. example, talking about like titles, not mattering. Um, for me, that's huge. Titles do matter because, you know, first of all, I'm a woman, so, uh, it's going to be a lot different. Like my experience is going to be a lot different than dude's experience. Um, and also my background is not technical. So I, you know, giving me a title validates my 
you know, position and place in this community. Um, and not just me, right? Like I'm just using myself. Oh, as yeah, 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 no, no, gotcha. But like, and so like, and I'm still right. Like, like I haven't been in this quote unquote community for that long. So having that, like, you know, that, that, that title, like be like, yes, you know, like it, it, it ascribes value to you that maybe like other people might not think that that matters to them, but like to the person, it's like really important. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we like, like it feels like it's so navel gazy. Like, oh my goodness Na- gracious. Navel gazy. What do you, what do you mean a, by that? That's a, that's a big word. Oh, you got to <laughs> define <laughs> that. Like navel gazing. Like, like you're no. looking, like you just look like you're just like, you don't look very far outside of your own little bubble. Like you're just looking at your own navel kind of thing. Like it's just oh, like, oh, you'd be a belly button. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were looking at your navy, like you had a navy down there in Arizona. Like you were just no. out on Arizona Bay and just able, like a belly button. The, Ari- oh. the Arizona, Arizona Bay. That's right. Did you just because because Arizona orders water. Yes. How much of the ice That's cream beer have you guys listen to Tool? All right. <laughs> Come on. But I want I want to piggyback on that, and 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 like I've gone back and forth on like titles don't matter and titles do matter, and you know you know from my perspective, but. I interviewed for a job in 2018 for like a small startup, like threat intelligence, small startup. I think they still exist. Um, But when I was there, the guy, I was like, well, I think it was a position for like director of threat intelligence, but I was like, well, why can't I be VP? There's no VP. Like why not make it? And he actually broke it down for me what the titles mean to the outside community. And that's the point in time where I was like, oh, titles do matter. Right. And they like, and it's very, and anytime I see a webinar and I look at the, who's on it and I look at what their titles are, I'm like, well, I know this is going to be very salesy or this is going to be very technical. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I, that's the first thing that comes to my mind based on the titles. Right. But they, so they, they do matter from some perspective mm-hmm. for me, I guess I always said they didn't matter because as long as I get to do the work I did, you know, and I get to do, that's yeah. why I said they don't matter. Right. But like, obviously to other people that do matter. So I wasn't, you know, shadowing that just to me, they just didn't matter as much because as long as I got to do the cool work that I like to do, right? Doesn't, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what my perspective of thinking about it. But obviously, that was obviously a very narrow perspective of it. Yeah, you know I mean, totally, which I and I get that, I get that perspective, right? But like, I think that when we make broad strokes like that, we have to append to me on the end of it. <laughs> um, right. and I Agreed. think that, like, like, and I, I, I feel like just in general, we're not super great at that. Um, and we, I mean, of, it, we as like humans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if titles didn't matter, we wouldn't have any a company, and you would just be Selena Dragos, and I'd be Kyle Dragos, right? Like, <laughs> then it wouldn't matter, right? Like, but it right. does, you know. Like, we do have position titles, and like that matters mm-hmm. to people, and like how they feel, and if you know, and I'm okay with that, you know. Like, just because our our thoughts don't align on what our titles mean, because you know, in my narrow window of perspective, it's like to me, we're all equals. Right. And I'm, you know, I, but again, that's just my perspective. I was raised very differently than other people and, and how I think about things. So it's just my swim lane, you know? Um, so like, you know, we can spend all day about how, how my, you know, white male mind thinks, but that's not <laughs> sweaty white man. Yeah, I, I am sweating. Like, I don't know how you guys are always cold. I see you glistening like, over there. I, I am. Like I, I feel like my cheeks are rosy. Like I feel like I like I need to check my like app and see like what my heart rate's at. I feel like I'm like getting calories sitting here. Like, not yeah, only does it tell me that I don't sleep at night, it also tells me like I'm also like you know burning calories while I sit. 
Oh my God. I'm like so afraid to wear a tracker to sleep because I don't, I don't want to know. I'm like, uh, my, 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 well, I've always known I've had bad sleeping since I went to Iraq, but like, and which was 12 years ago. Let's, you know, let's, you know, 11 years ago now, but like somehow I've never broke that cycle. And like last night it said I slept four hours. Now, obviously I wasn't, I didn't just wasn't in bed for four hours. I was in bed for like seven. So I had to like edit it and say, no, 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 no. I, I didn't really get out of bed till this time. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. then all it says is like, I got like an extra hour out of it. It's like, okay, well then you slept like five hours. You're like, oh, fuck you. I guess that's really where I did sleep. So do you, so was that actually when like your insomnia time started? I mean, not, not, not to disregard Selena here, but just, I, I, I want to talk to Kyle about this real fast. Like, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That, so no, that, when I, so I, when, I would stop. If there were bombs going off near me, I would also okay, let's, not sleep let's, at night. Let's caveat. I wasn't there like other people that have been there when it was worse times, and especially in Afghanistan and stuff like that. When I was there, it was just like I was staying up to speak with people back here in the states. Okay. So I would stay up till you know two, three a.m., two a.m., three a.m. like Iraq time, so that I could talk to people, which was like nine, ten a.m. you know in the morning, right? So. Or I'd you know talk to them at 10 p.m. at night, right? So like I was, I just fucked up my whole schedule. And then you would work like 12, 15 hour days. One mm-hmm. because there's nothing else to do, and then two. But jokingly, speaking of Arizona, I always joked that like I never actually left the United States because how would I actually know, right? <laughs> like you know, I landed in dark, I saw daylight, but like it looked like Arizona. You know what I mean? And then just like the desert spe- everywhere. And then I spent like I did travel to the green zone a couple times, but like again, I was at night and it's just desert everywhere. So like, how did I not know I was just in the middle of goddamn Arizona because like I got on a plane? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, simulation is the simulation is weird. Hence the reason I changed my Twitter handle to Simulation Kyle. <laughs> how about that? Simulation is fucking weird. Which is which also is funny because like I like to talk about that every year of my like every month of my life like i gained an extra like 0.000 percent that i believe that we live in a simulation because we used to work with a guy who now works at the naval academy a mathematician i think he's a applied mathematician or theoretical i can't remember because we also worked with another one that was she was applied or theoretical anyways if you talk to him long enough he believed in the simulation that you could walk away like going in never believing in it so like walking away being like huh have some stuff <laughs> like he was that convincing of you yeah. like of the Those describing are things reasonable arguments <laughs> did he but did he did he believe it or was he just like arguing oh yeah to oh, make no, the oh no no he he's was full in. in and i think i never had the conversation with him and i regret it because he left before i did but um he was full bore in he was all bore in i won't put him on blast because he's not you know i haven't uh, so cool. you, think, you think he'd come on and talk about the simulation with us someday maybe I could reach out to him and say, hey, Will, you want to come on the podcast? Hey. Hey, you. I, hey, I mean, hey I you like, person. I feel like I could be convinced that we're in a simulation. It has Especially after like the last four years, I feel like. What a show. It's just like TV writers are like, like if this was four, like TV, it would just years. be like. How about four days? This last four days has been bananas, right? Oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh did you go did you guys make like a million dollars off GameStop? no not yet. <laughs> I wish. god damn it not yet. but i'm trying to get on try to get on this this i'm not gonna this amc or this I, bad bath and beyond you know i like, told let me Kyle get on about this. 69 shares of uh amc this morning <laughs> <laughs> i accidentally sold it like right away oh did you really my god i had a stop sell on it and i was like yeah if it gets like below if it starts to crash below like 12 dollars, sell it 
And for whatever reason, like when Ameritrade and E-Trade and whoever decided they were going to stop offering it for sale, everybody bailed out and then the price crashed for a minute. <laughs> then it bounced right back up to like 20 bucks. So, you know, I'm, I was out a little bit, but I'm trying to get in and I'm anyway, going to get in, in the market. So I mean, like I, between like the, the North Korea, like hacking or not hacking, but, but trying to like social engineer people, people oh, that was and crazy. the Emotet takedown. And then we had the uh, stock the, uh, manipulations that are happening. Like, and then the Russian change <laughs> and, the, and the Russian like yeah, incumbent person. No, like, Navalny. Yeah, I think I'm probably stuff. pronouncing his name wrong, but yeah, that was wild. What is, uh, what is this? What just, is this? this, I mean, we're not even through January. It's been a hell of. I look at my watch like it's actually a watch. It's not a watch, but uh, we're not <laughs> through January yet. Like, it's been and, a hell of a 27 days. And then, like, you got like weird stuff like out in uh, Tahoe, a California area. They're getting dumped with, like up to six feet up in the mountain, like from Tahoe down to Mammoth. If you are a skier out there, hey, that's good. Oh, that oh, means good yeah. water, good water downstream later. But then, it, guys- like, then I saw, then I saw a fault that said, like, scientists believe that. Tahoe will never have snow again. I was like, I don't understand this. This is this is. <laughs> hey, some some guy said that like I don't know. GameStop's only valued at sixteen dollars, and here's here's the rest of the world telling them it's three hundred and fifty. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what do experts know anymore? I don't understand it. Do you guys remember <laughs> when Bitcoin was at one twenty, like in twenty? 20- early 2018 like maybe late 2017 i remember my my coworker dale coming into work in like 2011 and being like hey i'm mining bitcoin with all these extra computers i have i'm like what's a bitcoin he's like oh it's this really cool thing blah 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 so it was it was like a buck then like or something so so my my joke is i always oh is that in 20 2020 2008 2008 i was at defcon it was at the Sierra. Am I saying that right? The one that no longer exists. They, um, and, they, um, and I was walking through the halls, going through a talk, and someone had like a machine that were like printing out like quarter Bitcoins for everybody. And I was like, ha, oh, this is stupid. Like who would want something like this? And he was just, this person was giving them away. It wasn't, I didn't have to buy anything. I think he was just giving away quarter Bitcoins or maybe you get to give something like whatever the cost was at that yeah. time. And you're just like, oh, that's so stupid. You know what I mean? It's just my mom is so mad that she didn't buy Bitcoin in like really? 2011 or whatever. She's you're, so she's to this day she's so upset about is it. Is your mom into the tech in like the like finance tech sector? Is she like savvy? No, no. She she, <laughs> she she's like um she's a she's like a fan like but not not you know she doesn't she doesn't work in it. She's well she's retired now but um but she's like she was really into bitcoin when it came out and i was like don't buy it no that's like pretend money uh-huh. and then she's like <laughs> yep. will always blame me for like not buying a bitcoin when it was like cool but i was telling kyle earlier today my mom has like gotten into like playing the stock market in quarantine as like oh, a no. hobby but like not like she does it's not like tons of money it's just like she just like likes reading about companies sure. and like like penny stocks or whatever like she's not like leonardo DiCaprio in that movie um <laughs> <laughs> and like but, <laughs> but she gets up at but you told me in full disclosure because i could say that what time she oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah like she's at, you always tell me she gets up at 2 a.m so she reads the pre-stock market stuff <laughs> she does it's crazy That's but what, it's great though because she's like having so i mean much she's fun. got something to do right yeah like it's, i yeah, mean it's i like, would do that if i was retired i'd be like fuck yeah let's do penny stocks let's right do. like let's just do like stupid shit like i, I was telling Slave, we'll have many like tangents and segues I, I always say know. tangent because I actually didn't know how to spell Segway until like three months ago. Do you think Segway is a company we can like buy Segway on the, 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 the penny market right now? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, oh. they're, do you think they're bottomed out? Can we get you some segue stock? think we can meme stock segue? <laughs> Fuck yes, we can. Hold on a second. Segway. <laughs> We're all going to pile all our money in, Uh-oh. the three of us, and be like, let's all in. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, that mofo put 50 grand into the the GameStop and walked away at 15 million. I'm it cool with that. I, I will. can't. I don't understand. Okay. It can happen. What is the market? You know, like what is going on? I like, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. And the best part, I think, honestly, the best part of this whole entire saga is that like the people who control the money usually are so upset that the people have like, you know, manipulated the market. I'm like, isn't that what you guys do for your jobs like every day? And you're getting mad that like some random redditors who are like trying to pay rent are like fucking with you? Like, oh yeah, it's is so it, it's just it's so funny. It's basically it's like, like a three and a half billion million person investment firm at this point, and they're just all pulling behind like a couple things and just you know, yeah. Hey man, sorry you tried to short a bunch of stuff, and now you're gonna get uh, kind of hammered on Friday. So enjoy, right? Like, okay, this is the market, right? Like, uh, and they're just like, oh no, 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 not us though. But but you can't do that. Only you we can do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah, only we can do it. It's like, and what I mean, the hell? I never thought I of it that way until you know. I start seeing this stuff happen and like the people who are in charge of the funds start to complain and you're like, well, that's probably disruptive You're like, wait a second. Them. Yeah. But why is that bad for us? And like, well, we, you know, we have a- Right? It's like, oh my gosh, all these people are like, this isn't good for the market. It's like, I'm sorry. There are a lot of people making money right now who aren't right. usually making money <laughs> Who's right it not now? good for you? Yeah. You, because you didn't have your money in GameStop. Well, that guy has made 15 million. He's like, I got votes. <laughs> I got oh, houses. Man. I saw a meme I that was like um, something about the market. What was, what was it? Someone said the market will always correct itself or the market dictates its own terms. Oh, yeah. And, and the market will picture, always balance out. It was yeah. a picture of the KFC um, cheap flaming Cheetos sandwich with Cheetos piled on top of it with like a side of like electric Mountain Dew or something. And like, yeah, this is the market. <laughs> it is. You're not it is wrong. Yes, You're not. It's that chaos. sounds that sounds scrumptious as a cheat meal. So let's, let's <laughs> make it happen. I don't think I've oh. ever eaten a Taco Bell or KFC. Oh my god, dude! You never had a Crunchwrap Supreme? Mm-mm. Oh, dude! You want to go? I used to eat that so much in high school. That was like that was my lunch. Crunchwrap Supreme was my buddy, my buddies and I's go-to meal when I was home. Like those few years, like coming back for like holidays or whatever. You know, when we we're like twenty-three and like be out all night, and then we just. We go to the Taco Bell and get Crunchwrap Supremes because that was the only place <laughs> open. It was so good. It was either that or he'd make us go to like 7-Eleven and get like the cheese and pepperoni like Slim Jims. Slim I Jims. have a funny story about Taco Bell. So I don't Let's like Taco it. Bell, first of all. But also, do you guys remember Gamergate? Gamer. Oh, yes, I do. Yes. So oh, that's still like that still carries on like the you know they're like proud boys like, now it's, it's, they really they like pokemon like, it that, still just happens yeah they like evolved what's, from like gamergate to like proud boys it was like a very strange pokemon evolution but um what's wait what, what's gamergate so gamergate TLDR. was like a bunch of angry people of like angry guys online who like harassed female games journalists that was like hashtag it's about ethics and games journalism but it was really just about like sexism and like gotcha like bad okay. online stuff but there was um there was a subreddit called kotaku in action it might ex- still exist i don't know but um is that why like, you say that is it i don't know 
Wait, I don't know how to pronounce that. I was I would end up at the webpage somehow. I thought I thought it was like I don't know something else. I was like yeah, I was like hey whatever like that was like that. I was like oh the subreddit. But um, but they would like post on the subreddit like like you know kind of like directing people to harass like female journalists or whatever, and like um, they, they published. It goes back to Taco Bell because someone published something really mean like oh gosh Selena blah blah blah, and then someone replied like oh my god she they like went through my Twitter history and found me being like, I don't like Taco Bell. There's like, it's like really shitty. And they're like, oh my God, she doesn't like Taco Bell. And there was this like whole like thread about people like just like shitting on me because they don't like Taco Bell and saying that I'm like this horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like subreddit. And I got like, I like got all these texts from my friends being like, oh my gosh, Selena, like don't look at this subreddit. Like they're like, whatever. And I just like went there and I was like, is this, is this it? Like, is this? This is what they're deciding to like make fun of me for. Is like, you're an awful like person because you don't like Taco Bell. That's surprising that's... a story I wrote, but it like devolved into like awfully, awfully petty. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Honestly, I was I loved it. <laughs> I was so happy. It was great. I was just like, oh my god, this is. Uh, so every time I think about Taco Bell, I just think about that now because I don't I don't eat it. I'm 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 vegan, so I don't really eat like oh, fast nice. food, but. Yeah, but um, good for you because have you ever tried any of like that real burger stuff? Do you ever just oh, yeah. the impossible the impossible things? How do the impossible yes. things taste? So they actually taste too much like meat for me to like them. They taste too really? much like meat? Yeah, it tastes like a burger. Like um what? Yeah. So is, so it the, the, is it the meat taste you don't like? Like or the, okay. Yeah, because it, it tastes it feels like I'm eating a burger. Like I was I was in I was actually black hat last year. Well, I guess the year before last year. Yeah. Um in in Vegas for Black Hat 2019. Um I went to some bar or whatever, like at the casino, and I ordered an impossible burger. And um and it came and I like took a bite and I was like, I think I was like, this is like a real burger. <laughs> like, right. I think you, you got my up. order wrong. Like I wanted a, the, a veggie, like the impossible burger. And he's like, no, that's the impossible burger. Isn't it crazy? I was like, yeah, what the fuck is this? Like it takes Take this like, away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this thing's like a burger. Like, oh my God. So it weirded me out. Like it totally weirded me out. But, um, but we don't, but I don't like, I, I like Beyond Meat um, sausages. Cause like they, they actually do taste like, like sausage, like, regular sausages which doesn't bother me but for whatever reason like the eating a hamburger tastes like a hamburger like kind of bugs me but yeah so i've definitely tried like the meat substitutes and like all of this stuff but um, i'm gonna have to try the impossible burger because i saw it recently on something we were at and i was like what is this like what's impossible burger oh i know where it is it's this place in oakmont like in in pittsburgh area that had it and i was like what is this impossible thing because i just haven't heard it before and Dina's like, that's uh, that's like the the vegan version of it. I'm like, oh, that sounds. Oh. Why they why they call why they call it impossible? I don't understand. <laughs> like because it's I like thought, impossible to taste. Like it's actually a, it's crazy. It's weird. I think it's I need to try much. it. I need to try it now. I'm it's curious. too much for me. Always it's like yeah, you should try it. It's like thinner, I think, than like actually. I'm sorry, I don't know. I haven't had what's it. What's it made? What's the base of it? Like, is it soy? Is it beans? Soy is it beans? Okay. Well, I think it's pea protein. Oh, actually, I like yeah, I like, like chickpea, like uh, or lentil, or I th- I don't know pea what pea? kind of pea, <laughs> but it's like the pea protein. Um, 
But I get all specific. He's like, well, I only like I, lentils. No, uh, like lentils. Black beans. I don't know. There's a lot of pea. You know, yeah, well, black bean burgers have been really bomb. Bonzo bean. Oh my god, bonzo. black bean burgers are so good. Speaking of beans as vegan substitutes, if you guys are into that sort of thing, um, the very good butcher, which is a shop out of Canada, they their whole thing is like we butcher beans, um, and they like make and it's cool because it has like less sodium and it's like less sort of like the process stuff that you'll get in the store it's like a little bit more it's like plant-based and like it's like it's based on beans literally like everything that they make is like some sort of bean thing and we started getting it and they have like oh my god it's so good it doesn't taste like meat substitute though like it it's like it tastes like it's like really yummy food that like tastes it's like ribs or like a burger but it's like it doesn't taste like like meat that's crazy um but it's super good it's a question because like uh Dina's friend or a colleague of still David's is a, a vegan and but he's he's eaten we may or may not have like eggs and he's mm-hmm. like one of those people that doesn't eat things that he doesn't know where it came from like but he also a vegan but so like are you would you eat eggs if you knew where they came from or still no like I'm just kind of curious because like I don't it's yeah. it's hard when when like Dina told me I was like oh, I, that doesn't make sense if he's a vegan why would he eat an egg well she's like well he knows where it came from type of thing i guess so i guess there's two thought thought process i know we're going down this path that maybe we never expect to go down but i'm not (laughs) no it's great so um yeah well no so so my husband and i are vegan like he's mostly being it for environmental reasons um just because like um like uh livestock farms just contribute a lot of emissions and like they're just really bad for the environment and then also like just sort of like big agriculture is just like not super great. Also, by the way, Kiss the Ground is a documentary on Netflix that's amazing and like made me want to become a regenerative farmer. Um, but if you guys if, if you guys like documentaries and the environment, it's terrific. Kiss the ground. But um Kiss so but I think like, you know, for for I, I personally don't like the environment is obviously really big for me too, but also like the idea of like animals suffering kind of makes me sad. But from the egg thing, an egg is basically a chicken period. And like, I don't know, like they don't really suffer. They kind of just like every like week or whatever. Yeah. And so no, like, no, it's, <laughs> by way of a friend, it's like it could be every day. And you're and sometimes when it's warm out, they like to fucking tell you that they did it. Right? Like, it's so called it's an egg, like, egg song. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, the egg song. They're like happy and it's just like relieved them of their little like thing that would never come, become like amount to anything. Bowel so, like, destruction. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't know if it was like your chicken. I would eat a chicken or I would eat an egg from your chicken, Kyle. Like, but I, I don't I mean, if I, I had chickens or ducks, just hypothetical. hypothetical. Hypothetically, yes. Like, if you, yeah. if you had a chicken um i would i would have an egg from it but like most of the like the eggs that you get at grocery stores and stuff are like you know from like big farms and like you know the like chickens in tiny cages but i get that with like the knowing where it came from also fun fact um uh (laughs) vegans call people like like some vegans call people who eat honey vegans oh i just (laughs) oh we oh we could talk about this because you brought it up oh this is my my things okay go ahead I like honey. No, I have a honey thing because honey. Okay, well, go ahead, finish first because I have a whole thing about honey. <laughs> All I had is that I'm a oh. vegan because I eat honey. Okay. Oh, that's great because here's my thing with honey is because is it considered is it vegan and also is it organic? Can you actually say honey's organic? Because can you ever say that? Because flowers, you can't tell where that bee is gone. 
You don't know <laughs> if you've had GMO fields of flowers. How can you ever say honey is vegan or honey is organic? And how is it vegan? Because it's just barf. So about that Emotet takedown that happened. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I come on your podcast about InfoSec and we don't talk no, about this is, InfoSec. Jimmy, how's the honey? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jimmy, <laughs> cut the honey. Room, Jimmy. <laughs> no, let's, but we'll, we'll, we can take that offline because I, I don't know. I will pick your brain about it, but. I do want to talk about the Emotet thing for a few more minutes, even though we're over our, you know, we're getting past that hour time limit that no one will ever listen to anyways. But um, that's a joke because like statistics, like I get statistics on the podcast and everybody's like, it listens for like 20 minutes and then they cut out, but that's what we've whatever. never had a guest talk about impossible burgers and bees. <laughs> so we could have 100% holding right now. Yeah, that's true. Just like me, 100% holding these AMC stocks tomorrow. <laughs> But can we quickly talk about oh, how oh, how filthy <laughs> how filthy the guy's apartment Did got you persons see that place? person's apartment was? I like, figured they were living in a palace. <laughs> well, he had enough money to live into a palace. You see the Benjamins he were stacking out. He laundered that mess. Ninety. But you also, I like how Florian Roth pointed out on his uh, uh, Twitter account that he's like, I'm guaranteed he cares about this thumb drive right here where all his Bitcoin is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Circling. That was a great like, video, by the way. I like, oh, I man. love, I think it's so funny that they released it. Like, I just, they like, they, I thought it was going to be like an overview. They like, yeah. showed, like him, like the cops, like banging on the door. <laughs> like, it was like an episode of Policia. Like, Open oh, up, yeah. motherfucker. Policia. <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. That's was it I like a well kept secret that it was in the Ukraine or was that just like oh, news yeah. today? I think it was a Interpol well kept, kept secret. Okay. Europol. I think it was a, Everybody Don't just tell anybody because well the, you know, the people would have just ran and burned everything. Oh oh I was surprised they didn't have like thermite switches and just like torch everything. Like they heard the police coming and just like lit it all on. Like just yeah. Maybe they just had noise canceling headphones and talked to the police. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They spent all their money on some Bose headphones. <laughs> and chickens. We're untouchable yeah for their fresh eggs but, like, <laughs> no, but also I... but also the, the one room was filthy but then they showed like a living room that was like clean and like nice you're like wait that's where they take their zoom calls <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah it's the only place let's talk about emotet today folks uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh what, dev dev rev three talk uh pushing out this week uh well, but did you also see that they did a takedown of the NetLocker Ransom Week site? Um, yeah, I, is, I didn't see that. Which is dope. I'm excited. I'm honestly, I'm super excited about Emotet. And like, I hope they, I hope we see a lot more takedowns um, or seizures, I guess. So are, of, are you like up in the ransomware game? Like, are you, are you, uh, is that like? I try. I think so. Somehow? Yes, I. I mean, so I actually. I would say Selena's Dragos is SME on ransomware. I would say yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, I'm a ransomware girl. I actually, that was what I was talking about RSA today um, with my co-author Camille at IBM X-Force. Um, but so I have a lot of opinions on ransomware. Um, but one of the things that I think of is pretty interesting. In fact, so Katie, so Katie Nichols was talking about this today of like the attention paid on APTs versus like uh, cybercrime and like how in cyber threat intelligence, we tend to focus a lot on like the APTs or advanced persistent threats and um, sort of let 
not focus as much on like the sort of e-crime, cybercrime activities and like the pre-ransomware, which is like talking about Emotet, you know, TrickBot mm -hmm. or like, you know, Cobalt Strike, like all of these things that are kind of like tools used by, um, by like cybercriminal actors, like open source tooling or whatever. And, um, and so by all of focusing on like the APTs, we miss a lot of like the early indicators and like potential opportunities for stopping like ransomware adversaries, for example. Um, I mean, of course it really sort of like depends on your security maturity, but, um, but I think it's really interesting because like with ransomware, I feel like it's so prolific, but still people think like people in our industry think it's like kind of like, oh, it's not this boring, right? Cause it's just quote unquote, just ransomware. But the impacts I think are massive. And I don't think that we'll ever be able to really quantify the actual impact both like financially as well as sort of like emotionally or yet psychologically on people who are like impacted and attacked by this. So like part of the research that I looked into is like people like lost their jobs because of ransomware. Like in, um, uh, they had to like go on furlough. Like so I was getting information from a, a steel union, um, a steel union website in Canada because a um, like a plant, a steel making plant had shut down and the union was posting like job furlough updates. And like, that's where I was getting like my ransomware news, like the impacts, which was really interesting. And like, because it's the, real, it's real. You're not waiting for somebody else to produce that story for you. Like you actually go, can go out and find it like sourced directly. Yeah, yeah. Like people like losing their jobs. I mean, and then there was like in Canada in December, in early December, there was a ransomware attack on um, uh, the one of the main railways or like passenger railways in Vancouver. And people went without paychecks through Christmas, like because of the ransomware impact. So like they didn't get paid for the, around the holidays, like which is crazy to me. And so the fact that we're like, I don't know, I think like ransomware, okay, like it's boring, it's like easy, it's like the sort of low hanging fruit, right? But like, but that's what's impacting, uh, impacting companies, that's what's impacting people. And like, I think that oftentimes we forget from as a cybersecurity person, like there's a human being behind the computer and are working at these organizations who are like, it's not, and it's not just the security team either, right? Like it's the janitor for the Vancouver train who can't get his kids Christmas presents because he doesn't get paid. Like, so it's very like the, the layers are there for, you know, the impact. And I don't think that we'll ever actually be able to effectively scope and impact, uh, do like a cost analysis, a true cost analysis of stuff. Cause we're just going to be relying on like, oh, such and such company said it costs X amount and the SEC filings, right? So, um, so yeah, it's 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 crazy. So that's why I'm fucking stoked about Emotech because Emotech was certainly you know like one of it the never ended, right? It, it just, never ended. Just, every just company that they're just every day. Yeah. Every company that like every other friend that wasn't like as you know and not in our specific sector that Selena and I work in was like oh it's Emotech 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 and you're just like well I'm I guess I'm glad I'm not in there because I would see stuff like oh Emotech oh, has been down it's gone and then it's like. Three weeks later. back. He was just back. He was just back. Yeah. Well, but that's what happened with TrickBot too, right? Like they did uh -huh. like a like yep. a seizure or whatever, and then it was like not super effective. So it, it seems like on its face, anyways, um, the Europol international cooperation seemed to have done a little bit more than sort of like the Microsoft uh, Cyber Command with TrickBot. Um, so hopefully, you know, Emotet will be a little bit down for the count at least until they can like regroup, but. Um, but yeah, and I'm hoping also too that like 
because I wonder if like NetWalker was sort of like related at, at all to the same operators or same infrastructure of Emotet or if it was just like kind of a crazy coincidence. That's, that, that's also like a good question. I was wondering because like why release it today? Because also like it was, it was almost overshadowed, right? Unless you were actually paying attention to that stuff, right? Like, well, so they didn't release that NetWalker was taken down. They just had a seizure uh, like this website has been seized or whatever on right. the leak site. Right. Um, so I don't know if like all the infrastructure was also taken down or if it was just like they they were able to get the Onion site offline. That, that was my first guess when I saw that. I was like, there's no way that those two aren't related. Right. When, when you do something like something that, I mean, significant in, in you know this workspace or this environment. Yeah. I mean, because Emotet is a like a... a, a a delivery mechanism for some rain somewhere. Honestly, off the top of my head, yeah. I cannot remember. Ryuk, I think. I think but it does Ryuk, Ryuk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ryuk. Um, I think Mace for a little bit may have been part of it as well. But um, but yeah, but like they have like so they're super like closely related. Uh, and Ryuk is a stupid. I like. I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm hoping that Ryuk is also taken down soon because they are like they they do like big big game hunting and have like messed up a lot of shit too. So. I don't know. I'm like, I just want to see the adversaries come crashing down to earth because like in the last like two years, it's just skyrocketed and it just makes me mad to think about all of the impacts to the humans, not necessarily the businesses, but like, I don't know. My mom, my mom got fished once and like, and she was like so upset about it. And like, just like the emotional toll that it took on her. She's like, I feel like I got violated. Like someone like, you know, robbed my house or something. And I, and I think that we kind of forget about that. Like, cause we're just like in it all the time that like, you know, I mean, I get I get, I get fished via text message like three times a week now for some reason, and yeah, I think probably and some of the email that like obviously that you know Gmail filters on its own, right? Even better, this is the best fish I got lately. I haven't looked into it, but like I obviously own my own domain that I, like I run my LLC through, and I got an email saying, "Hey Kyle, from the IT department, you need to change your your password. You know, follow <laughs> this. Click here." Guess what, motherfucker? I'm, I, I am it, <laughs> and the owner. Like I just want to reply back. You know what I mean? I just like, and it was the same domain response every time. Like these guys don't like do any type of research whatsoever, right? Like they still. I yeah. like to click links. Like all links, like all the images. Well, like freaking North Korea did. That's what they got. You know, certain researchers. I mean, granted, it seems like most of them were like, you know open to vm but like not super compromised but like i don't know they so the how can you how can you battle against ransomware in 2021 i mean like, is it is it still just like i don't know education organizational education like what's the what's the roadmap i mean there was a whole conference based on layer eight right you know people... how many people saw that though or how many people <laughs> are going to the layer Zero. eight conference well, that's, I mean, what, so that's what, a great, that's a great point. And I don't mean to sound like flippant about it, but I mean, like, it's not, the, you're not sending the right people to that conference. No. So, so, but that's a really good point. Right. So it's, it's like, also though, we've seen sort of devolution from like phishing and spam campaigns kind of being like the main vector, which they still are, but there's also a lot more sort of remote access network vulnerability compromises, like kind of getting into like, like not necessarily using um, phishing as an access vector. So that's the other thing too, right? Like just like po generally poor cybersecurity hygiene and this like sort of like rapid exploitation of public vulnerabilities, um, which is another thing that is sort of driving that as well, because you see like with the stuff we're seeing now is all human operated. It's not with like, you know, WannaCry that like exploits SMB and like worms through, you know, 
all of the the connected domain or whatever but like it's it's a lot more human operated where they can go in and be like oh okay here's something and then like to distribute like move laterally right it's like hijacking multiple uh uh like computers and stealing information it's not like automated mm -hmm. um so i think that that's part of it too like just improving that sort of like um Le like external layer security and like being more aware of a lot of that stuff and like because what we see too is like a lot of these victims are like small to medium-sized businesses that don't have super great uh online technical presence yep. and like they might not have like an it security person even on staff um and i wonder and if that's like what they these ransomware people search for they have to be right given like that's what happens all the time like i have like you know a couple friends that work at like small msps right like you know and they're always like oh i'm chasing down this ransomware i'm like i feel like it's all you do <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, well that's the thing i mean like a lot of because I, I think like a lot of places when we're talking about like smbs like you just don't have the uh, small medium-sized businesses not server message block but um when you have these like <laughs> uh, these like their focus is not on security right like their focus is going to be on like you know like building their business and making money and not like securing their business because they like just don't think that way right like when we're like if we think of like ourselves as humans, uh, not ourselves, but like people who don't work in security um, are like very susceptible to just like, you know, clicking on things and like like living their lives without fear of potentially being hacked. Um, and I think that that's like kind of the mindset that a lot of these like SMBs are in is like, okay, like I'm focused on building my business. So I'm gonna invest my resources in things that are gonna make me money and not IT security, which costs me money. And I'm not seeing an ROI on this. And so like, that's kind of the issue where they're skimping out on that in the long run, it's having like a major, like a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. um, and then with all like the data theft and leak stuff, which is like so fascinating to me. Cause like, okay, they don't like successfully like get money for encryption. They're gonna like leak your data, um, which is like a whole other dimension of it. Um, Even when they do get money, they'll still leak. Like you can, how do you trust a criminal? Oh, totally. Well, and like, and so, that's the thing, right? Like you, like with ransomware, just encryption, you pay the ransom, you get your shit back. Like that's confirmed that, okay, like this works, right? <laughs> but like paying money, you don't, you don't have confirmation that the data is destroyed. Um, and like, you don't know what they're doing with it. So that's like a whole other, like, anyway, ransomware adversaries yeah. suck. And I hope that they all get taken down and arrested because they're mean people. I just hope they live better than those dudes out in Ukraine because that was uh, <laughs> quite a dump. <laughs> and that's a good way to end the <laughs> podcast right there i think that's a great stopping point and selena thank you very much for, we had some great conversations like i said i told you we'd go on like multiple segues we're and a train wreck and now no, i'm so I, sorry i feel like i really I enjoy it the <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to write up these show notes from yeah right like <laughs> not about security at all like let's don't even about... bother like writing notes just be like what happened and just end <laughs> it just that's it post i think i think that i think that the the you know saddle up folks i think that's going to be my catchphrase <laughs> you guys like bees do you like chickens kyle was like so passionate about about bees and honey i love it it's so chickens so and dogs before I, get, before I hit the end on this shoes i want to eventually have my own bee like hives a big <laughs> process for per state yeah i've had two beers like it doesn't uh, matter anymore. and i haven't eaten dinner so it doesn't even matter either speculating on bees but like you can't just have a beehive because like they're worried about diseases but anyways 
a bee honey is like my favorite food mm. like you can put honey in anything so like when i hear people like being like oh honey is vegan or honey is you know organic i'm like how do you motherfuckers even know about this stuff like you can't say these things so this is a conversation for another time we get a whole podcast about bees and bee farming and yeah. honey because i also find it fascinating although yeah, i am super like, fascinating less uh enthusiastic and <laughs> i think i know bee farmers also yeah i bet you do Oh my gosh, you guys have such cool little interesting lives. It's so when you drive through Western Pennsylvania here, it's quite a show. Well, after 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 Pittsburgh, there's not much else out there. I so I'm driving because I I'm in Corning, right? So I just cut down through Pennsylvania on my way back to DC. Um, Pennsylvania is huge. Well, it's like the middle, the end of it. Yeah, you're going through the middle. Yeah, just like, but it's like all like it's just like strip club sign about Jesus, like like like. Bar and then like a superstore. Get your fix and we'll save you. It reminds yes. me, it reminds we'll me of you. Vegas. That's why yeah. I like it so much. Like, where am I? I don't know where I am right now. Oh man, it's so good. Well, thanks for having me on, you guys. This yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. And like we have to end the podcast the same way as we always do, but uh stay thirsty, folks. Uh and uh cheers. 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 <laughs>